All right, we're recording. Welcome back to Mormon Talk. <laughs> You're in for one hell of a show. <laughs> Dave and I were just talking about monster truck rallies. How fun those those uh, announcers are. So <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks for coming back. And we're going to kick this off uh, post haste, as they say, with some LDS church in the news. So we had... A Salt Lake Tribune article here that says uh, Oaks draws fire for comment on race. And what? What happened? So evidently in this last general conference, he says race is trivial. So this is the this is the article. In general conference earlier this month, Oaks first president said every person is a child of God with the potential for eternal life. Every other label, he added, even including occupation, race, physical characteristics, or honors, is temporary or trivial in eternal terms. Oaks was wrong, Jensen counters. Jensen is writer and editor Emily Jensen. So she says, uh, Oaks was wrong, Jensen counters. Well, I can understand that he is teaching that labels, including race, could divide the Zion community for which we strive. We can't simply dismiss race as trivial, particularly with our religion's racial history. Yeah, well, yeah, race doesn't matter as long as you're white. Or, I mean, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> well, and then comes the question, right? Uh, so what are you saying? When we die, we all become white people? Like race goes that, away? Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Think about it. That's immediately what came to my mind. Essentially, this is a temporary thing where, you know, you get to show up with a variation of a color of skin. But, of course, you know, so it's going back to that white and delightsome thing that all of God's children shall become white and delightsome in that great day and inherit eternal kingdoms and glories. Yeah. And we're yeah. all white boys. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and girls. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, what? it is. So it's it racist <laughs> as hell. Everybody will become white and delightsome, Dave. What a, That's what a what's going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah, take that for what you will. Uh, we're going to jump into a different topic. True lies. Blatant ripoff from the Schwarzenegger movie title of some years back. Um, this is a decent little movie. Back in the day, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee, yeah, yeah. Jamie Lee was at her in her prime. Yeah, I think so. Um, Back then. So, what to do with your questions? According to one general authority, who's an expert on anti-church materials, I got to do a shout out to my buddy Jeff out there in our listening audience, who brought this one to my attention. Thank you, Jeff. And I, I just went nuts over it when I saw it, and I wrote him this book-length email response. <laughs> what I should, I should wow. probably throw that into our blog area on the website and start a little conversation on this. So, what this conversation is all about? So, you have this guy uh, Lawrence Corbridge, who's incidentally, I'm going to start getting into that habit of not giving their full title, like Elder Lawrence E. Corbridge. 
I'm just gonna do their name like normal, right? Lawrence Corbridge. Um, he is evidently a general authority. Seventy. He spoke to a BYU crowd for a devotional January twenty second of this year. So it's this is a few months back. Um, and evidently he says, uh, "Here's the answer." This is what you do with your questions about the church. Oh, cool. All right. We've been waiting for this. What should we do? Finally. Yeah. Yeah, finally. Yeah, let's get into some meat here, right? So, um, you know, I could read the whole article. It's not that long, the whole talk, but I'm not going to do that and inflict that upon you, poor listeners. But I will pull snippets out of here that I think are relevant. Um. So this is relevant at the very beginning. As part of an assignment as a general authority 70, Corbridge needed to read through a great deal of material that's antagonistic to the church, the prophet Joseph Smith, and the Book of Mormon. So he reads a bunch of this stuff. And uh, I love this quote. I've heard this from quite a few TBMs, by the way. There may not be anything out there of that nature I haven't read, he said. Which is pretty presumptuous. Wow. Because there's a lot of shit out there, right? And I had somebody tell me that who sat down in my house when he was going to answer my questions uh, as a, uh, one of the leaders in the ward. He said pretty much the same thing with a laugh and, and you know, shake of the head or shrug of the shoulders, right? He's just yeah, I've read everything. It. Just, it, it, it's yeah. just a small little amount of information and yeah. it's just, just sweep it under the rug. Yeah, I've read it all, man. Yeah. I've read it all. I know all this stuff. It says here regarding the material, it always left him with a sense of gloom, which inspired him to write a response to these antagonistic claims. So we'll talk about that gloom at the end because he revisits it with his comments, why did he feel gloom? Um, I have a thought as to why he should have felt gloom <laughs> when he read <laughs> the gloom of realizing, Oh my God, I can't believe this is the truth mm -hmm. of this, but yep. he doesn't say that that's what it was. So we'll, we'll tackle that at the end. Uh, the question is, will you and I stand? Corbridge said. So right off the bat, he begins with the bandwagon fallacy, right? And what that is, again, is, hey, you know, the group with the capital yeah. G, right, or the capital we, we believe, we know this is true. It's Where do you stand? mentality as well. Yes, right? Because you want to be with the team, well, I don't want to be the only guy, you know, outside of the bandwagon here. So, so I better jump you're in. You're actually just right. barely touching on uh, the subject of maybe our next podcast, and that is, you know, a peculiar people, elitism. So he's he's, he's making a separation elitism. right there. Yeah. You're either with this or you're you're not. <laughs> so. Yeah, and that's a good point, right? Because this elitism is a real issue. And I think it does deserve an episode where, you know, members of the group in this case are revered as a chosen people, exalted, righteous. They're made to feel special when compared to outsiders. That's what this is all about. 
right? So he's he's kind of pulling that string at this point, right? Hey, you're going to be with us or are you against us? You know, nobody wants to be against. Oh, well, and, and are you going to stand? So in other words, if you're not standing, you, what are you doing? Laying down? <laughs> You're just yeah. You're kneeling. You fall down. You're just you're not going to make a stand, you know, and and uh, stand up and be counted. How many times we hear that one? Stand up and be counted. For some reason, I just thought of uh, REM song. Stand in the place where you are. (laughs) You know that song. Stand and shout. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, gotta love that. Uh, truth enables us to see clearly because it is the knowledge of things as they really are, as they were, and as they are to come. Well, hold on a second, hit the brakes. I'm with you for the first two. It's the knowledge of things as they really are and as they were. Okay, yep. uh, that makes sense. That that would be a good definition of truth. And as they are to come, wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> how do we know what's coming? Um, <laughs> you know, right? I, I'm having a thought. It has it has to do with the ultimate goal of all of this is to become a god, you know, and to mm-hmm. inherit kingdoms and create worlds and inhabit them and on and on think about <laughs> if you knew the future if it, how boring would that be think about that for a minute that'd be a split experience for me i mean yeah I mean, it definitely would have boring right because nothing's going to surprise you anymore um which can be good or bad yeah okay. right and i'd be rich because if I saw the future, uh, <laughs> could make some major, yeah. major bets on uh, sports games and uh, elections and you name it. And, Reminds me of uh, Rain uh, Man. There's definitely oh, yeah. more sevens in the deck. There's definitely more sevens. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love Great that. Movie. Yeah. Uh, it is. Um, okay. Well, I don't know about the knowledge of things to come. Because nobody who's really rational would claim that they could know that. So I'll just kind of leave that one out there. Uh, but he, yeah, it gives another statement I fully agree with. Knowledge is crucial to avoid deception and discern between truth and error. Oh, okay, I can go with that. Uh, how do you discern, right? Something comes across your experience in life. Is this true or is it not true? Well, knowledge would help you with that decision of whether it's true or not. That makes sense. Knowledge and experience, of course. Sure, sure. Um, And one could say experience gives you knowledge, right? Experience, part of experience, I guess, right? work together. Yeah, they do. So, yeah, that's a huge topic there, discernment, Mm -hmm, personal mm -hmm. discernment. um, And and how does one develop that skill? Because he's essentially talking about that to a certain degree here. He is actually, yeah. He's yeah. He that's the part where I start to have issues with his uh, rationale talk here. But 
Um, so he says, most people act based on their beliefs. Sometimes, though, their beliefs are wrong. Okay, I'm still with them. Of course. I'm going to make decisions and do things based on my knowledge and beliefs, uh, I would assume. And sometimes those beliefs are going to be wrong because I haven't taken the steps needed to fully vet whether what I'm doing is, is based on, you know, fact, or is it just conjuncture, you know, or conjecture, conjuncture. <laughs> That's an interesting word that conjunction, I just made up on the fly. Conjunction, what, what's your function? Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Remember the old schoolhouse rock? Oh, man, love those. Uh, conjecture yes. is probably less safe to base decisions on than true than facts. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm still with him. Okay. Well, so far, pretty much okay, except for that future statement. Um, so let's see. He goes on. The challenge is. Uh, not as much closing the gap between our actions and our beliefs, but closing the gap between beliefs and truth. Okay, yeah, I could go for that. Sure. Um, so here's the thing. This is where the meat of the article begins. He, said, he comes up with this concept of primary and secondary questions. So he says, you know, there's primary and secondary questions when it comes to the church, for example, the Mormon church. Um, the primary questions must be answered first, and they're the most important. And he gives those. There's four of them. And he says, you know, there's a bunch of secondary questions beyond these primary questions. They're, they could be basically unending. You could have an infinite amount of secondary questions that you could ask. And, uh, you know, they aren't necessarily that important. What's important is the primary questions. Mm -hmm. And this is where I take major issue, and I'll explain why a little bit, and we can talk about it. Um, so he gives four major questions, and I think, honestly, two or three of the four are redundant, and they go back to one, and I'll explain what I mean. First question, is there a God who is our Father? And my immediate response to that would be, uh, well, if you yeah, it's another way of saying, is there a God? Right, he says that. Is there a God? Okay, who is our father? I don't know how much that piece matters. If there was a God, if he was our father or not, maybe that creates a little bit more of a father-child, you know, relationship there, which could be meaningful, I guess. Um, but the quick thought there on my side is: there's scriptures, including the Bible, non-LDS originated scriptures as well that would suggest, yeah, there is a God, and, and maybe he's our Father. Um, okay. Is Jesus Christ the Son of God, the Savior of the world? Well, again, that's a Christian belief, so a lot of people say yes. Um, was Joseph Smith a prophet? Okay, now we're diverting a little bit, because all of Christianity would, and some of non-Christian religions, for the first question, would have come in. Um, now we're talking just about the Mormon church. Was Joseph Smith a prophet? Okay. 
is the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints the kingdom of God on earth? Well, that would go right back to was Joseph Smith a prophet? I don't yeah, think that's actually a separate question. I think maybe there's three primary questions instead of four. So I guess I disagree with how he delineated those. Um, but I guess you could argue this would go to the fundamentalist Mormons, right? Who say, well, yeah, Joseph was a prophet, but the church was, mm-hmm. you know, went astray after he died. Okay, well, then that would matter. And it would be two questions. There you go. Right. Um, so secondary questions are unending. They include questions about church history, polygamy, blacks in the priesthood, women in the priesthood, how the Book of Mormon was translated, DNA in the Book of Mormon, gay marriage, different accounts of the first vision, and so on. Um, if you answer the primary questions, the secondary questions get answered too, or they pale in significance, and you can deal with things you understand and things you don't understand, things you agree with and things you don't agree with without jumping ship altogether. This is where I start to vehemently disagree. Uh, he's way off now. He's completely... Yeah. He's missing yeah. a very vital point, more than one, and that is by looking at so-called secondary questions, they are very often going to cause us to revisit almost every time, actually. They're going to cause us to revisit the primary questions. And, and so that's right. you can't answer those primary questions one time and be done. You, you, you just shut your that's brain right. off. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're, Whatever. Yeah. Well, and, and and I would also argue, it goes right along, I think, with what you're saying, Dave. Um, the only way I could imagine, so let's say if somebody threw a question out there, hey, I want to give you an assignment. Go do uh, some research, whatever. Tell me if Joseph Smith was really a prophet. Okay. I'll take that. I'm going to run with that. Well, what I would look into then is all these stuff that I could find about Joseph Smith. That's where I would start, right? Because well, <laughs> that's the point, yeah. right? His character and uh, uh, everything. A lot of, right. A lot of what I would discover and read and research, he would describe as secondary questions. Well, that's the dilemma yeah. here. The secondary questions are the only way that you can answer the exactly. primary that's questions. That's point, yes. Yeah, you can't just answer them on their own. Why, you got to. Uh, why would you ever find yourself in a place where you are done asking those questions? Right. Well, a lot of TBMs are in that place. They've they're just yeah. all snug and warm and fuzzy and happy in that place of I've answered these questions, and it's 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 fear is what I'm I'm seeing. Hell, hell no, I'm not going to look at whether or not, you know, Joseph was a glass looker or any of those kinds of things because they just don't matter. I know he's a prophet of God. What else matters? Uh, right. What about his character as a human? Well, being? right. <laughs> and and is he a prophet of God based on those secondary questions and answers that would tell you yeah. if he is? Yeah. Right. How else would you know? What are you going to study other than what's available out there? History, you know, journals, newspapers, yeah. uh, other documents, right? Uh, especially stuff that was 
written by Joseph himself. So like his own journal would be a great resource, right? Let me get to know this guy. What, what did he write? Um, what did people who knew him say, right? Contemporaries of his, especially followers, right? Because they believed in him. So what do their journals say? What are their experience? You would collect all the historical stuff you could because that's your objective, right? I want to take all this and measure it, if you will, whatever analogy you want to use. I'm going to sift this through the the rationale meter, right? Mm-hmm. And now it should tell me pretty good. It should give me some pretty good evidence. Does this persuade me that the man really was a prophet or does it not? Well, and you right? can even simplify that search. There's no reason to, but the question is, is he a prophet? So you could simply look at, some of his prophecies and sure. he has dozens of failed prophecies so even that's right a precursory uh glance okay is a man a prophet well here's some of his prophecies holy shit almost all of them failed uh guess he's not a prophet i'm done <laughs> yeah you're <No>. right right <laughs> you're right that's the piece i missed so if you're asking is this was this guy a prophet keep saying is uh, was he a prophet uh, you would, well, what's a prophet, right? You define what a prophet is. And that's what you were just pointing out. Mm-hmm. Well, a prophet, the definition is they kind of foresee things, right? And so they can prophesy this is going to happen or whatever. Uh, yeah. So th- then you have kind of an empirical test, really, of this is what he prophesied. Did it happen or not? And you could make check boxes. Yep. This one did. This one didn't. You know, and it, those kinds of things are what he's describing as secondary questions and downplaying. And it's like, well, you've already destroyed the method of learning the that, answer to the primary question. There really is How does no other method. That work? No. It's just simply, uh, again, herd mentality. If you're yeah. just going to say, well, mom and dad and grandma and grandpa uh, said he's a prophet. My Sunday school teacher said so. My bishop, the general authorities they all, well, and they're not stupid. No. Okay. It has nothing yeah, to do with, right. with intelligence. No. We're not talking about intelligence here uh, as being a function of finding truth. It comes in handy. Yeah. And the way it comes in handy as, as a, a function of, again, discernment. So wh- how does one develop this discernment? And it's it, through that process of pursuing these so-called secondary questions critically. Yeah, that's a, right. An unbiased mind, an as unclouded much as mind. Possible. Yeah. Yes. And saying, okay, well here's the here's everything I found. Ooh, conclusion. Uh nope, the guy's yeah. a fraud. <laughs> Not looking yeah, exactly. Not looking I so mean, good. Well why do you say that? Well here's what I found. Here's what's out there, right? There it is. As unbiased as I can be, I mean we're all biased to our our prior experiences and things, but that's when you could even take more than one person. Let's have hundreds or thousands of people do the same search. What did they come up with? Right. And that kind of a thing. Right. So I, I have issue with that. Uh, he goes on to some, st- so he goes back and forth. What I mean is in my perspective, anyway, in this, in this talk, there's things he says where I'm like, yeah, spot on, man. Yeah. That sounds right. And other things where you're like, huh? You just contradicted yourself. So here's another one. Uh, he said he suggests that there are three major methods of learning. So my my ears perked up. Okay, yeah. What are those? Scientific, analytical, and academic. 
okay. Yeah, I, I guess you could generalize that. I, I would probably agree with that. And then he goes on, but the divine method of learning incorporates elements of the other methodologies. Okay. What do you mean by divine method of learning? Um, and, and does yeah. he spend any time, because I haven't read the talk, does he describe what that divine method is at all? Um, he kind of... Well, he suggests what he means by that, uh-huh. and so we'll talk about that. Um, I, you have to draw the conclusion that, oh, okay, I think this is what he means by divine method, right? Uh, he defines it, I, and I think you know we'll go we'll go for. I think the listeners can guess what that method is, <laughs> but we'll we'll go over that. Uh, so he says, okay, the divine method includes scientific, analytical, analytical, and academic, uh, incorporates them and Mm. quote, ultimately trumps everything else by tapping into the powers of heaven, unquote. Interesting. Okay. So trumps the other three and then he's going to contradict himself here. Ready? Um, so, so far, I've got scientific, analytical, academic. I have divine method, which trumps the others, even though it kind of includes them. So, they're like secondary, and, and this is the primary method. But then he says, all four methods are necessary to know truth. <laughs> Wait a minute. If you know, the divine method trumps right. them, and but it includes them... So what's he really saying there? Let's try to find an analogy. Well, one uh, thing that, that's coming to my mind, and not just with his talk, yeah, it seems like in a lot of cases, <laughs> this may seem ridicu- ridiculous, but it almost seems like they're hoping you're not really listening <laughs> because they fuck it up so bad. And seriously, especially when they step on their own toes. Yes. And, and put their foot in their mouth and every other kind of orifice, probably. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, well, maybe they're not really listening to what I said. And it, it it's a twisting of words where you're not really sure what he said, but he's a general authority or wh- whatever position. So, yeah, you know, 70. Oh, that was a great talk, you know, so. Uh, yeah, I'm glad uh, I, what, what did whatever. he say, by the way? I, I'm not really sure. Not I think really I'm sure. supposed to study to find truth, but I, but I guess I'm not really, I don't really need to because he said the divine method trumps those, but he said it includes those. Yeah. It's a little vague here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So he goes on, he talks about how the scientific method works with a hypothesis, and then you try to, you know, turn that into a theory. Um, and and so he, he's kind of throwing the idea out there that we've heard a bunch in the church. He compares it to the scientific method because when you, well, I'll just read this. When the, With the scientific method, one forms a hypothesis in response to a question. Experimentation is then conducted to test the hypothesis. The results are then analyzed and conclusions are drawn that either confirm, disprove, or modify the hypothesis, in which event the process continues. Okay, we know that. So then he says it's the same as with like churchy things. 
you experiment on them. So he quotes the Alma verse, experiment upon his words, plant the seed, right? Prove me, prove me now herewith is another one. Um, and okay, truth can be discovered by doing, which is faith. Experience plays a vital role in coming to know that. So I follow it, and what happens when I follow it that's supposed to show me that it's true? I'm well, not sure. What's that method where it's self, uh, self-fulfilling? It's circu- sur- yes, circuitous, uh, yep. Yep. leads back to the, and so you're just spinning, and that, Somehow is evidence that there's truth there. <laughs> well, it's circular logic for sure, right? It's also confirmation bias because you start this with the idea that this is going to be, I'm pretty, you know, I wouldn't do this unless I thought it was going to be true. So I'm going to do it. Hey, look, what do you know? It looks like it's true. And there was no confirmation bias in there at all. And you can even uh, pat yourself on the back, self-congratulatory, sure. like, yeah, you know, I was willing to take him up on it. And uh, I'm just, I'm that kind of guy. I'm very thorough. And uh, I went through the steps and. Yeah, yeah he just I, goes, he goes yeah. back and forth, man. So he says, evidence and reason also play a role in preparing us to know the truth. Okay, thank you. Evidence and reason. He talks about the academic method, which involves studying words, studying the written words. Okay. Um, The divine method incorporates the other three and taps into the powers of heaven. And here's the money quote. Ultimately, the things of God are made known by the spirit of God, which is usually a still small voice. Well, there we go. We're to it. The Holy Ghost. And that trumps all those that others. Trumps everything. Yeah. So we're back so, to this nebulous, <laughs> non definable yes. fe- feeling, I guess, or a voice, inner voice. Um, and it's it's a member of the Godhead, I guess. Apparently, yeah. is, it, is it a man? A man without a physical body. Oh, by the way, another man. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Huh. We're not patriarchal, are we? No, we're not misogynistic. Yeah. What the hell? Anyway, so, yeah, now now you're right back. And then, as I've mentioned before, if you have an issue there now with this issue of getting this witness, this still small voice, uh, a witness, a feeling from the Holy Ghost, it's your issue. You're obviously one of those things on the list, not worthy, mm-hmm. not paying your tithing, not saying your prayers, not reading your scriptures. It's it's your fault. Yeah. And because I, I have got that witness and I know. And so it's up to you now. Yeah. What's your problem? And, and, yeah. and so... And that's another area that we'll, we'll get into is this thing where I can't appear to be less spiritual than my fellow Mormons. Mm. So I'm going to do a little lying for the Lord, which includes telling stories about things and saying that I know they're true and I, I don't. I've yeah. never had 
any evidence that uh, giving blessings, uh, setting apart things like this and saying mm-hmm. things and, you know, professing that, well, I just, I'm just the mouth. I, I, none of that came from me. That was straight from the Holy ghost or God yeah. or Jesus or whatever. Right. And, and, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess he can work through me. I get, you know, I, that means I'm worthy, uh, lying for the Lord. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that's another subject. And it's, it's really a big one because it, that leads to mental illness. <laughs> it does actually. Yeah, it really does. It's, it's yeah. sad, uh, but it's real. Um, yeah, he goes on, just read the scriptures, ask yourself, ask God if these are the words of deceit, delusion, or truth. Again, I can read a very emotionally evocative book. You know, I could read Harry Potter and get a good feeling and walk away. So, okay, I guess the wizarding world is real. And there's Hogwarts Academy, and uh, man, you know, I, I I suspect I wanted that to be true. I'm glad I felt so fuzzy when I read Harry Potter because it means it is true. Um, well, no, <laughs> actually, no. Feelings, as it turns out, are not really good gauges of truth. Yeah. Uh, they can be very misleading. Uh, they can be very satisfying and and produce a chemical reaction in our bodies, which is satisfying, but doesn't necessarily mean from an academic or you know factual point of view that what we got those feelings about is true. Most people would look at that and say, well, I'm glad that made you feel good, but have you actually studied it? <laughs> you know, let's look so- at something that isn't feeling based and see what it says. How many different descriptions do we have? Because of the bottom line, the end of the whole journey is this Holy ghost thing. So burning in the bosom. Okay. So uh, a still small voice. Okay. So you're hearing voices. All right. Okay. So Mr. Authority on Mormonism, Bruce R. McConkie in one talk said among other things, all true religion is a feeling. Well, he just gave it up right there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. It, that's religion. That's truth of huh. feeling. So, and we, we did a whole session on that, the magical ocean. Emotion. Of emotion. Yeah. Uh, not reliable. Holy hell no. Not even close. <laughs> no. No. And <laughs> no. in non-religious matters too, right? How many listeners out there have felt good about something? So you, yeah, I'm going to do this. It feels right. Turns out it wasn't. Ah, oh, crap. You know, my feelings kind of misled me there. Or vice you know, versa. In- yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Again, where what does that cause you to do? So, uh, God, you could use a thousand examples of someone... Uh, pursuing a course of action based on they they prayed about it and they felt something a thought came into their mind and it said do this and it ended in disaster yeah now this person is like well what are they do are they questioning god or are they questioning now themselves and and you're one step away from some mental illness right there again that's right <laughs> right if you think you're hearing voices right a still right. small voice um 
So uh, here's another tidbit. We're almost done actually pulling little quotes from his talk here. They mistakenly try to learn the truth by process of elimination by attempting to eliminate every doubt. Okay. Well, I, I probably shouldn't have jumped right into that. It, it's prefaced was with, there are some members of the church who don't know the answers to the primary questions and they spend their time and attention slogging through the secondary questions. Well, could it be because they're trying to actually study and learn the answers to the primary questions? I, Cause that's how you do it. Right. And then he there says, no well, no. right. And then he says what I just, what I just read. They mistakenly try to learn the truth by process of elimination. Well, that's generally how you do things, right? <laughs> if something's true, it's going to always be true, right? So if the, and that's if the, the scientific method, that is the scientific method. So if I went through what I'm trying to do in science, is I am trying to use the process of elimination. I am trying to attempt to eliminate every doubt. That's and get ex- repeated results. That's right. That's- it's exactly you know, what you're supposed to do. So if I'm, hey, is Joseph a prophet? And I find some things that weren't told to me by the missionaries or my parents or my teachers, my Sunday school teachers, whatever. Mm-hmm. If I find things like, holy crap, he married other people's, other men's wives. I was never told that. Oh, he married 14-year-old girls. I, did, I didn't know that. He was arrested for glass looking. I, what? I didn't know that. He ordered the destruction of the printing press, and that's really why he was hunted and ultimately thrown in jail. It wasn't for these other things. It was more the federal crime of destroying a printing press. Well, why wasn't I told that? And you start finding these things. The first vision from his own hand, the only handwritten account of the first vision, is totally different than the first vision we use today why? I didn't know that. And you start adding these up, right? He had an affair with Fanny Alger. He wasn't even married to her. And yet she's termed his first plural wife. And Emma didn't know anything about it, but Emma's supposed to approve it according to the Doctrine and Covenants 132. So you you find all these things. He downplays those. Well, you're trying to eliminate every doubt. Well, of course I am. This is important. Is this true yeah. or not? Of course, I'm going to try to eliminate any doubt. I'm going to try to be like, this matters, right? It matters if this is true. Do you see how he's trying to be, I, I would just say the word tricky. I mean, he's just trying yeah. to manipulate you mentally. Yeah. And and But essentially, no, he's just saying the same thing. Either accept these these main foundational truths and put it to rest or you're, you're going to be swimming in, in this, in this doubt forever. Well, yeah, because everything <laughs> I look at is doubt. makes me wonder what the hell's going on here. Yeah, It creates doubt. Yeah. And <laughs> he knows that, right. Just like Joseph Fielding Smith knew that, that Joseph Smith Jr.'s, you know, handwritten account of the first vision in the, uh, uh, I think a, a book that they had that in was called Manuscript One or Notebook One, something like that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know that, right? So Joseph's handwritten account of the first vision was in there, totally different than the other first vision stories that we have heard that were written secondhand, thirdhand. 
and he cut it out of the notebook and yeah. hid it in a vault for decades. Why would he do that? Because he <laughs> didn't want the members to know about it. And that matters when I'm doing my research. If I discover that, what does that potentially tell me? That tells me that something was trying to be hidden. You know, somebody was trying to hide something. So what uh, yeah. he's really saying that you should eliminate from your process of, of pursuing truth is critical thinking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, yeah, you're that, right. yeah. th- that process, again, of looking at things critically and then uh, discarding things, uh, placing them where they belong yeah. in terms of, well, th- this is now a serious issue because we have uh, conflicting information here. So I can't just sweep that aside. Right. That's a serious issue. And you end up with a pile so fucking deep that you, you either just stop that pursuit and just say, well, this is, I'm going to lose my testimony. I, and then, I, oh, wow. What does that look like? <sighs> well, I'll probably, I'll lose my marriage. I'll, yeah. I'll lose my friendship. I may lose my job again, the cost last week. Yep. Uh, That's and, and you look at that just even minimally, it goes through your mind. It's like, wow, wait, ho- I can't pursue this anymore. I know where this is leading. Yeah. And I actually, I'm probably being led by Satan. Mm. So I guess Satan is a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well he's smart, right? We're told that he's smart. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, deceive the very elect. Well, lest there be any doubt. No pun intended, I guess. Uh, This is how he kind of ends it. He says, One cannot prove the church is true by disproving every claim made against it. Well, heaven forbid. We wouldn't want to dis... A true church wouldn't be able to hold up to scrutiny, right? So let's not disprove every claim made against it. Ultimately, there must be affirmative proof. With the things of God, that affirmative proof comes by revelation through the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. So we're right back to the feelings. We're right back to the Holy Ghost, which is not demonstrable. It does not allow testing. It's not reproducible as far as one person getting the same result as the other, right? People get a thousand different results when they try to just rely on feelings. And people, well, that's okay because the Holy Ghost talks to people differently. How about actual evidence? <laughs> How about, you know, letters, documents? Well, you know, Joseph married all those women, but it wasn't for sex. It was spiritual marriage. Really, read his letter to Fanny Alger and tell me if that's not lustful. <laughs> right. My bosom yeah. aches for you, Fanny. Let's let's meet when Emma isn't around so that she doesn't get mad. And And yeah, that sounds like he just, wanted to be with her to hold her hand and talk about church. (laughs) Yeah, guys, come on. The evidence, and that's the thing, right? Don't give the church the pass. That's what this guy wants you to do. Give the pass to the church. Don't pay attention to any actual evidence. It doesn't really matter. Well, of course it matters. Ah. Ah. I don't. I don't know how much longer they're going to be able to successfully, uh, you know, put forth 
these kind of lies uh, yeah. and, you know, these kinds of talks. I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, for one thing, we're a different group of people now, obviously. Church has been around, what, five generations or whatever? Something like that. And, yeah. uh, and this is why so many people are leaving. The youth today are different than the youth even in my day, two generations ago. That's right. And uh, we were just told to sit sit the hell down and shut the hell up, yeah. basically. Yeah. That's literally just, it was very, very much do as I say and, uh, you know, be seen and not heard, that, that kind of mentality. Well, that's not the case anymore. Well, and even back back then, even if you wanted to research something and say you had a question... And a lot of research, folks, starts, this is true for David and I, at least, a lot of the research into these things starts because you have the goal of actually strengthening your testimony. That's the irony, right? Yeah. I'm going to study such and such more because I actually want to learn more about this cool principle well, or doctrine. As right. And, I, and I've mentioned my ego. As a teacher, I got my ego stroke every week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was so uh, brother so-and-so uh, knows everything. <laughs> yeah. Go ask. And I, it, I, nobody really said it like that, but it, you know, it was like, this guy is, is just a great teacher and I, hell, I got to keep that going. So one of the things I can do to keep that going is to find out some more stuff that people, the average member doesn't know and bring it up in my lessons and they'll, they'll be impressed. I'll go, Oh, wow. Well, the stuff I was finding out, I sure as hell could not bring up in a in a lesson. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, they, they would kick me out before I could say amen at the end. I mean, it would. Uh, and yes, that's what happened. And it, yeah, that's how I would sum this up. Right, is the yeah. scientific, analytical, and academic that he mentioned. When something's true, this is, I guess, my biggest point of this whole podcast episode. When something's true, okay, that's great that you have, I feel good about this. Okay, that's good. That's a start. The scientific, analytical, and academic research will also show that it's true. Then that's measurable, right? You know then, well, man, I look, I got it in spades, man. Not only do I feel good about this, which I could call the Holy Ghost, I've done scientific research, you know, I've done academic research, analytical research. Most of this is going to be academic because it's a history study, right? Let's let's study Joseph, let's study the origins of the Book of Mormon, all these things, right? What you would find with something that's true is you would keep finding more evidence. Oh, well, yep, look, there it is. That that supports it. Man, this is true. You would keep finding that, right? You wouldn't find evidence that disproved it over and over and over again. I guess that's the issue, right? And and he knows that you're going to find that disproving evidence. Right. So he's downplaying yeah, it. it. Well, don't pay attention to that shit, man. You know, don't pay attention to Joseph taking other men's wives when they went off on a mission. I mean, look, what really matters, look, look how do you feel? Do you feel that Joseph was a prophet? <laughs> that's the only thing that matters. To me, the conclusion, uh, why why is the truth, the pursuit of, and then the attain, attainment of truth so important anyway? And I think, I'll just quote the New Testament. Hmm. You shall know the truth, 
and the truth shall make you free. Free from what? Free from lies and untruths. Following a path that's based on lies and untruths can't lead you anywhere you really want to end up. No. So that that's why it's it's so important to find the truth about anything and everything and that that would be like a an integral part of your journey in life. It wouldn't be just something you do and go, "Oh, there's my conclusion. Wow, shit." Good. <laughs> now I can just keep, you know, fumbling around and and I'm not going to ask any more questions about anything actually. I <laughs> Mr. Prophet, shit, it's over. I'm done. <laughs> Come on. Oh man, yeah, you're right, bro. And and look, that's one of the dangers of the teachings of this church is it teaches people to actually not use the best methods for truth finding. It teaches people erroneous methods to find truth. But it ultimately comes down to is what he said near the beginning of his talk and at the end. Wow, he used chiasmus. <laughs> and that is, hey, guys, it all comes down to how you feel. And yeah. I keep repeating myself, right? I'm sorry. I just, that really doesn't, that doesn't work, man. I'm sorry. That is not good enough. If you're telling me this church is true, by God, everything I study shall, will show that. If not, it's going to be the minority. Right, I'm gonna find yeah. some edge thing. Like, ah, that's not really very well documented. And then, you know, it shouldn't. That shouldn't persuade you. Then, kind of set that one aside, right? If it's not really well documented, it's not really trustworthy potentially. But when the other 99% of what you research supports it, well, damn, that's sure looking pretty compelling. It's so dangerous, so dangerous to teach entire generations of people that that's how you find truth in your life is just how you feel about something. Well, it's like getting an instruction manual at the beginning of a journey, a map, a series of instructions, the beginning of this journey, and it's all wrong. Yeah. Where the hell are you going to end up? That's This life is a journey. Yeah. If you got the wrong instructions, bad information, how are you going to end up where you really want to be? That's right. I mean, and do you really want to push everybody away when they say, man, you shouldn't use that map. It's you, you should use, uh, you know, this app on this phone because <laughs> it's accurate <laughs> to the satellite. You know, no, I'm pretty happy about how I feel right now. Yeah. But what you feel is actually not true. It's not based on reality. Um, this one just rubbed me the wrong way because, again, it's just pandering. And it is. Yeah. And that goes back to my question. How long are these guys going to keep doing this stuff? Yeah. And, and, and it's, and it's still working. I, I, it, it's gonna, it can't keep going. I mean, for maybe a small percentage of the TBMs, it'll always be enough Yeah, to the spin that they do. But uh, no, it's just the contradictions that are arising in people's minds. Right. That's why there's been actually a book written on this. Now the millennial, population in the church and how so many of them are leaving. And I say, you know, I'd say, thank God if I, if I believed in him, but you know, (laughs) whatever, thank the powers that be um, that that's happening. Right. And, and a big reason why that's happening is people aren't stupid, right? 
people know that when something's true, you don't keep finding contradictory evidence and you end up in this conflict, right? And you have to employ cognitive dissonance. You have to distance yourself because from one or the other because you're simultaneously holding two contradictory pieces. Mm -hmm. That's what cognitive uh, dissonance is all about. So you have to distance yourself ultimately from one or the other. And the way most people do that is, hey, whichever's heaviest on the scale, right, as far as evidence, I'm going to go for that because that's my best bet because I have the most evidence there. And unfortunately, for the church's sake, the evidence is against it. And so a lot of millennials are, you know what, I, I, I get the feeling thing, I get the Holy Ghost thing, but why is everything I'm finding contradicting this stuff, guys? <laughs> There's got to be a reason for that. And you're right, Dave, I don't think they can play the game forever. Yeah. So What's long, ironic, uh, long episode, what, guys. Ironic but, part of that, too, is that, yeah. you know, the, the TBMs and that will say, well, that's just another fulfillment of prophecy so many people falling away we were told that in the last days people would you know lose their <laughs> even the elect yeah. yeah even the elect go astray and all so there even even with this happening there's a, a a large you know a group of them sitting there going well see told you so you know satan's running around and, yeah <laughs> yeah and it, it, it it's just not uh, it, it's a total illusion i mean it's um, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, we're just see. That's another dichotomy, though, because the church simultaneously teaches that that's going to happen, right? Even the elect will be yeah. deceived, but it's always taught that that would be the minority because we. It's also taught that the, the uh, whole world is going to be full of the church. Well, how do you do both? You can't have both when people are falling away and it's filling the world with the gospel. Well, yeah, you can because only a few are falling away. Well, I hate to tell you, <laughs> but a lot are leaving. And the church's yeah. growth is actually on the decline, um, yeah. statistically speaking. So, um, yeah, how does that fulfill the prophecy that it's going to fill the earth? Anyway. Well... <laughs> Man, we bantered on. I bantered most of the time on this episode, guys. Almost an hour. Holy crap. Before we know it, we're yeah. going to be as long as Mormon stories. <laughs> we, got, we got one listener still with us, I think. <laughs> Incidentally, we have listeners from all over the world, and we want to do a call out to you guys. Uh, all sorts of listeners from everywhere. Uh, we just passed our 300th listen. And uh, that sounds like a pittance, right, to really popular podcasts, but that's growth for us, you know? And uh, we're not like, hey, yeah, we're doing this just to grow uh, our listenership. We're actually doing it for to, to just kind of picture this as three people, you know, Dave, I, Dave, myself, and, and the listener just in a room, and only you can't talk back. <laughs> uh, we're just chatting about this stuff and and pointing out the ludicrousness. Ludicrousness. I don't think that's a word. It is now. All right. Well, guys, love you, Dave. Any <laughs> any parting words? You can't handle the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Great line. Love it. And don't miss. This weekend's Monster Truck Rally. Uh, we love you guys. Uh, take care and uh, keep keep uh, 
not believing in the true lies. What? <laughs> I don't even know if that made sense. All right. <laughs> Double negative. <laughs> yes. Ch- checking out, guys. See ya. Yeah. Bye.